quick introduction because I'm releasing this podcast 22 days after we recorded it. Apologies, we've just been super, super busy. But a couple of things have advanced, so I'm going to make this quick intro. The first thing is we talk about the UK OSF selection panel. Obviously, we've gone through the first stage of selection now, but I still think the content's relevant as we still have four rounds, I think, of, uh, of, of selection still to go. And also our section about the Spartan purchase of Tough Mudder has updated itself significantly since we last spoke, namely that uh, we've discovered Tough Mudder have consented to bankruptcy proceedings, uh, which does actually make a speedy sale to Spartan much more likely. There's been loads of those news about this, so we only kind of touch upon it, but just thought I'd mention those quick updates. And a slight disclaimer, we are just having a bit of fun. You'll hear it because we get the giggles on more than one occasion. We don't want to cause any offence, but this is called the OCR Disrupt podcast so if you are someone who suffers from something we've turned meat Tourette's uh, you're vegan or you're really attached to vibe and five finger shoes then you may want to look away now welcome to the OCR disrupt podcast with your hosts Nick Day and James Brockley Welcome. Have another drink, Nick. To OCR Disrupt. First episode of 2020. Last episode, 2020. We only did two episodes in 2019, I think. Maybe three. Quality over quantity, I'd say. Stop it. You are a horrible person. That should be on the agenda. (laughs) If you bring up my middle name, I will. What's this? (laughs) Fuck with me. What is the middle name? Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> you can fuck off. His name is Bernard Rockley. Bernard Rockley. <laughs> His middle name. It's just unnecessary. Is Bernard. <laughs> Why did I come here for this? So for the rest of this episode, <laughs> Becky, who's also joining us again for today. Also known as Dr. Minesweeper. Thank you very much. Nick and everyone else's half bottle of champagne. Bernard Rockley. We should add that, that, what is the date today? Is it second or third? Second. Second, and we are a bottle of wine down, me and Becky, yeah. and James, who doesn't drink, is drinking a berry cider. <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> Bernard. Ooh. Bernard is drinking Bernard a berry cider. Bernard and the berries. You're going to need it to get through this, aren't I? Bernard, <laughs> Bernard and the berries, what is the agenda for today's episode, sir? Well, there's going to be a short spell of depression from myself over in this corner, followed by the new Toughest Obstacles. They've released 10 new obstacles. Um, we're going to listen to Becky talk about OCF. You know what that is? UK. UK o- OSF. OSF. I don't know. UCF. <laughs> I don't care. It's going to be a long episode, yeah, guys. <laughs> Stay tuned. It all went out the window when we started releasing personal details. Um, and then we're going to listen to how Becky's fraudulently scamming various companies by lying about who she is. Fact. <laughs> we go through Spartan Mother, the Russian band system. Uh, that's not how they're banned from every sport over the next few years, by the way. Um, and then John Albon. We've got a uh, John Albon versus John Albon today, and it's going to be quite an interesting one. I don't mm. think any of us can... I think we should tell them now so that people can look forward to it. We've got... The and those the that are soft-minded, such as vegans, uh, may leave the air, you know, leave the podcast now and go find other things to do. Thomas the Tank Engine, Teddy Tubby. For those fanatical game-changer fans that oh. uh, don't like to base any arguments on science. The, the highly educated among us, shall we say... <laughs> We're going to have a vegan John Albon versus an 
omnivorous or carn- carnivorous. You could, you could think of it as a vegan versus a mentally healthy John Alvin, I think. <laughs> now, we don't know at this stage who is going to win. Or who's going to represent who. And it's incredibly impartial. I want to add this. We are recording this whilst lying. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think the photo is what you need. On a cowhide rug. <laughs> And all I mean today is a fully glitched chorizo. The cowhide rug will not influence our opinion or our debate. We it's want to so base soft. on. <laughs> the underfloor heat is really bringing it back to life. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <let me> <laughs> so, Bernard, what's the first subject? OCR Disrupt, attempting to tackle controversial conversations. Okay, well, excellent. Thomas to release ten new obstacles, Becky tells us. I don't... <laughs> okay, so there's new obstacles, but there's also new race formats. So there's a sprint course, which I think is going to be on the Friday. So normally the elite race is on the Saturday. 400 meter obstacle course with ten obstacles. So that should be pretty exciting. But the new obstacle course is totally... Oh, my God, so serious. serious. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> okay, here they are. Stairway to Hell, Swing Monkey, Liquid Tubes, Baboon and Web Rig. What have got to say about those? What are they? I don't know. Tell me no about what knows. Stairway we to Hell is. Oh, we haven't seen them. Wormhole, Gorilla Bars, Floating Bricks, Climbing Wall and Heavy Balls. Heavy Balls. Heavy Balls. Climbing Walls, well, I'll probably work that is. Floating bricks. Which I think I, that's a floating wall kind of. Like they already have. Yeah. But probably a Just revamp. a new name. Yeah, so there's 10 new ones. They're revamping old ones. And there's also a double distance race concept. There's Is that new... for all races? Or just one location? Uh, all locations, I think. All yeah, events. Exactly. Yeah, all so, events. Yeah. Um, there's a new location as well in Sweden. Is North. there a series for the double distance? I don't think so. Not an elite series, no. Okay. Nor with the sprint event. Will you be competing as an elite this year? I have been invited. I hope to. I'm going to do my best to destroy this. What's my name? Having released my name. (laughs) So, Bernard, tell us what you know about... Isn't that what your name is? (laughs) What's Monson's? Apparently. I'm not obnoxious, so you won't be back on this episode. (laughs) So, based on last year, Becky, which is the one race for those that haven't done toughest... If you could only pick one, mm. what would it be? Well, my favourite is is Copenhagen, but that's because I like running on the beach because I'm used to that. Also, it's probably the closest one or the quickest one to get to. You could, I think Mudscombe, I did a video on it ages ago, but it's so close to the airport that you could probably go there and back and do it in a day, just okay. like you would in the UK. I thought Mamo was on the beach. Mamo is also on the beach. It's a slightly harder airport to get out of. Okay. And you have to get. You have to go across the bridge yeah. into another country, but it's still pretty easy. So I would do both of those, although they're quite similar. Uh, Stockholm's pretty. I didn't go there. Stockholm's very nice. I like Stockholm. Gothenburg. Oslo is an experience, but I've done it twice now, so maybe not again. I think yeah. Oslo, to be traditionally speaking, this podcast has terrible ideas when we go to Oslo. So <laughs> <laughs> too much tapas. Yeah, yeah. this is how it started, isn't it? Yeah, it is. yeah. <laughs> Oslo. I've done Stockholm as well. Um, yeah. Oh, I forgot all about that. That takes us back. Um, there's a lot in Finland, but they're really hard to get to, so maybe. Okay. And which ones are you planning to do at the moment? Uh, Malmo, Copenhagen. Stockholm's the same day as Euros, so probably not that one. And then probably the finals in Copenhagen. When you say probably, you mean not that one, because you've already booked the Euros. Well, I haven't qualified. There's like... There's no only, one's qualified. There's McTuff. 
which is in Scotland and happened. And then there's Spartan no longer qualifies. Pretty sure it is. I looked on the website today. I, I think it is, but you have to check it. Not under UK races, but under Spartan so, global races. And it's under that. Any Spartan race oh. qualifies under global. Okay, wow, look at me with the knowledge. Stuff. I've shot fun. myself. Congratulations, you can do 30 burpees <laughs> into the European Championships. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, I might be wrong. I'm sure that the listeners are going, no, Nick is actually talking out of his ass. I'm pretty sure. Well, if you want to know. But yours is in the Dolomites, so, and you love the Dolomites, right? I love the Dolomites. The Via Ferratas, you should go and do that. Oh, yeah, I really want to do that. They're amazing. Okay. It does mean probably missing the team race if you... Although I... To do it. Okay. But I think it's worth it. So, yes. Even if I don't qualify, I'll still be going, because it's an amazing place. See you there. So we know there's 10 new obstacles at Toughest. What is the other goss? And a double distance race. And a short sprint race. And a short sprint race. How short is the short sprint 400 race? 400 metres. If oh, wow. If you were listening earlier on, you would have noticed exactly. that. I wasn't well, listening. You, you keep pouring that pouring wine. <laughs> you keep pouring Sorry. that wine. I am pouring what we want. This is the <laughs> end of bottle number two. We've had sparkling wine and now rosé. This is a Gallo oh, no. family. Oh, uh, no, don't tell them. White Zipandel from California. Yeah, they thought we like were an other. upper class podcast. They now they think we're like the they others. Even drink this White Zipandel is, is like quite a posh one. No, it's not. That's like the posh out of a wine bin shop. You're yeah. drinking berry cider. And it's very fruity, thank you very much. <laughs> I've gone on one of these carnivore diets. All I've had today is a full English and some chorizo. Why? You're inside, more plant based now. Yeah. Cheers. There we go. Cheers. Actually, while we're on the cheers, let's just jump. I don't know where your agenda is because you're still. Slow. New right. Year's resolutions. Oh, yeah. So. What was your New Year's resolution, Becky? Well, I was trying to come up with one, and um, what we said. No, it's fine. We're not recording. You don't have to. You know, you don't have to ask Bernard for what your resolution is. You can come up with it yourself. It's allowed. We were trying to come up with him in the car, (laughs) and basically, Bernard Bernard decided that he wanted to continue being um, excellent, obnoxious. I think that I'm already perfect. So, what's the point in trying to change myself? Yeah, you could change your middle name. Hello, darkness, my friend. <laughs> no, all I came up with something was because um, recently I did a legs, bums, and tums class at the gym. Oh, athlete! <laughs> Look, I've got a broken finger again. We're going to hear all about that a little bit later on. <laughs> anyway, so I was feeling a bit um, rubbish at sport, so I did a class and I couldn't walk for three days. So I've now decided that I'm going to try all of the classes in the gym at work. None of my business. Pretty happy to find out that our little podcast, with two or three episodes, I can't remember how we did last year, still got nominated. I'm glad you've been paying attention, Nick. <laughs> At least I, well, I've listened to over 50% of them, James, so that's something. <laughs> but we got nominated again for Best OCR Podcast in a Mud Run Guide. Wait, we didn't actually realise we were nominated until we At- saw other podcasts. I had absolutely no idea. I only yeah. knew because I had to vote for Rob Border in the Masters category. In the... You had to. Well, obviously good. He's a good guy yeah, and did absolutely win. So I had to because I was impelled. Did you vote for Compelled. OCR Disrupt Podcast to win the best podcast? No, I voted for ours when I saw us on the list. I was like, hello. OCR Disrupt Podcast, you moron. don't even recognise your own name. I don't even remember it. That's the second time I've voted. Bad name is James. Yeah, I've oh. forgotten. Yeah. But I did vote for us. We got at least one vote when I found our name on the on the list, which was a bit of a surprise to me, which is great. And did you vote for us? I did. <laughs> What's my name? Did you vote for us? <laughs> didn't really know the voting was open. Oh. <laughs> we made the first round of voting as well, though. We were still in the second round. Were we? Yeah. <laughs> we actually we got enough to actually make the second round, but then I didn't. We didn't win. It was won by Becky. You know, who was it won by? I think Obstacle Course Racing Media with yeah. Matt, Matt Levy from America. Always going to be an American. I mean, I have listened to his more than yours. 
Well, because they've done more episodes, That's presumably. That's correct, yeah. Have they done more than six or episodes? There's at least Sorry, two are you suggesting that you played there's more than you have played ours on repeat? I reckon your family have listened to more of our episodes, though. Maybe. There you go, see? Maybe. Heard it here first. Mike Bernard. <laughs> I'm so the Spartan results. <laughs> what is, what is your... European. What? I'm not European! Okay. What is your New Year's resolution, Bernard? To be as happy as I always am. That literally it? I don't care about New Year's resolutions. I'm going to do the same shit today that I did three days ago. What did you do three days ago? What day was it three days ago? Last day of the year. Uh, went out with my camera, didn't find anything fun, went to bed at about half ten. Didn't even see the new year. Could not care less. Look, some of us spend seven hours learning all day and we need to rest our brains. Some of us spend seven hours teaching all day. Some of us take up proper degrees, not sports science. <laughs> and <laughs> You come to my lecture. James does like to talk uni. about how hard his degree is on a very regular basis though. We have a third party episodes. here. Do I study a lot? You do study a lot, but Thank you also you. intentionally come to my university to tell me how hard you're studying. <laughs> Time for a quick debate. Becky is basically just a fraud. Um, oh my to, God. to give it a title, Fedon is listening. This is how everyone can get free stuff. Yes. If you want to get free stuff, do what Becky does. So, Becky, what do you do? Dye your hair, look like Sean. <laughs> Tell us about your fraudulent activities to gain free stuff. And I Sean is none the wiser. I've just been myself. Sean. My name, my name's Becky, not Sean. <laughs> And this is what I had to tell somebody recently because I was mixed up with my teammate, Sean. Did you point out the mistake? I did. I did. Or did you wait for the free things to arrive? No, 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 no. The free things were rejected because my name is not Sean and I couldn't receive them. But did you reject them or was it someone else who didn't know who Sean was? Was it your dad? My dad. (laughs) Wow, here we go. I have now received the product. (laughs) Yeah. But you've been invited to a new ninja centre, is that right? Oh, yeah, well, several other people may have done, um, you know, this true function. Pretty sure Sean's been invited. <laughs> probably, but she's in Australia. Yeah, they probably gave her a ring and said, hey, Becky, could you come on? <laughs> we'll pay for your flights to yeah. Australia. <laughs> no, Dion Trigg of Ninja Warrior fame has set up his new gym called True Function. He's taken some time over it, getting it really well set up. It's in Swindon? I think so, it's near Swindon. Hey, you did the research. Somewhere near there. West. does look amazing. Does I've look just amazing. seen the video footage you've shown on your iPhone, which yeah. looks fantastic. yeah. Um, so he's kind of starting to set up. There's some there's classes for kids and things, um, but he's got some kind of ambassadors who are people who are wanting to train regularly and kind of get better at ninja stuff, which is kind of also really great for us because of ninja is now in the world championships yep. with FISO. Oh, the here we go. She's set, can't stop her selling FISO. Can't stop her selling. This Look is it. Independent. We're not selling anything. First time James ever travelled to my house to do a pub. We travelled down. Couple of bottles of wine in, a bit of a cider. Could you not spill wine on my dead cow? <laughs> the one thing that Bernard and I have just just can't stop Becky doing is selling UK OSF and FISO. Oh my god, it's been non-stop, hasn't it? It's so, me, 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 me. So tell us, Becky, about UK OSF and your starving role. Well, this has already been explained on other podcasts whoa <laughs> there are others yeah what? two other podcasts other we're podcasts not the only only. so if you'd like the formal explanation you well can that was those. Dr Becky joining us earlier will you now move on <laughs> it's possible that not every listener though listens to both podcasts right yes okay so briefly um, I am the athlete lead so I, I represent all of you guys the athletes 
um, when we talked to UK OSF, which is the newly formed governing, well, not governing body, but the, the group representing um, OCR in the UK, trying to make it of a sport and um, take part in the independent world championships, um, which is run by FISO, um, which is going to be in Russia, in Sochi, where the Winter Olympics was. Which is cool. Pretty exciting, yeah, and that's in September. Um, so there's going to be a 3k race, um, approximately 12k race, um, and a ninja race. And, you're going? And a team race, hopefully. Have you um, qualified? I know you're on the selection committee, so... I'll no, I'm not on the selection committee. <laughs> yeah, just to clarify, if you don't get selected, it's Becky's fault. She doesn't like you. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not on the panel. Definitely not on the panel. <laughs> oh my god, you I've applied to go. And you're, to be fair, you are looking for more, or the UKOSF are looking for more applications. So yes, not enough yes. people have applied. So we've had the first round of applications. So lots of you guys have already applied, including myself. Um, and so now the panel are going away and, and considering those. And the first phase is in January, which is now. So they're thinking about those. Um, but it's open till about May, I think. There's a few phases where you can be considered, where the panel will meet and um, talk about it. Um, so it's quite likely that, first of all, you know, people might be selected for um, various age groups based on their race history and potential. Um, but to talk us a bit about the selection, so for those like me who don't really know what's going on because I'm not going, what does the selection bit mean? How many people can, is it five people that every age group gets selected? Five people per race event and per age group. So what happens if you don't make that five? There's going to be about two reserves as well. And if you don't make the reserves? Then you don't go. You can't you can race go in. as in the open event. Okay, so you can do like the German yeah. wave. Yeah, you can do yeah, essentially like that. Um, a bit like the other world championships that are available. Um, so you can still go and do do the event, but you know it's, it's supposed to be prestigious. You're supposed to want to compete for your country. That's right. I'm not crit- criticizing it. Just just getting clarification. Yeah, yeah that's the aim. Aren't we? A little bit defensive. Yeah, correct. Well, I think it's a nice thing to aim for. Yeah, no, I don't agree. Can't help me. You're scared. So basically, five at every age group is what you're looking to get, yep. and obviously five yeah, elites. So there's only going to be five elites as well. Yeah, which is really difficult, I'd say. So the selection panel will have a lot of work to do, and they probably won't decide the elite until the very last phase. You like to speculate your top five men or women? What well, in every age group? No, in the elite. Uh, well, John Alban. Yeah. Ross Brackley stopped racing, right? Ross McDonald doesn't really race anymore, so they're both out. Uh, Talk about Connor. Connor's given up. Would he come back? Well, I don't know. I can ask him. He's doing his rock climbing a lot, isn't he? There's a question. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he did, clearly he should have a place. Mm-hmm. Tristan? Well, surely, because he hasn't but, done any but, races to qualify, to therefore... Well, it's not necessarily qualify, it's, it's that they Based on previous results and stuff, right? The, you know, the, we've got a document that outlines what the aims are, and the aims are to achieve medals, you know, just like any other um, sporting governing body. So achieve medals at the elite level, and if there's somebody who... And he hasn't raced. But the toughest thing then, as you say, is to remove bias from that equation. We all know Connor, but he hasn't raced for over, let's say, over a yeah, year. Well, but now, it's pretty much going to get a place. But that's why, we've, that's why, you know, it's starting now. You have several months to prove it. So if you, if I won a, my age group in 2016 gold... 2016? That a while ago. That's, that's my point. That's a while ago, yeah. So how much weight would that carry in 2020? Some, but... Probably not a match, but that's up for the panel to decide, and they'll take everything into consideration. But is that not? Is it not advertised as what that kind of weight that would give? Was it only based on like do you score more points for results in 2019 than you would score in 2018? Well, there'll be lots of things that considered. You know, head-to-head race history: who have you beaten? When did you beat them? What kind of race it was? How much training have you done? Post Brexit, England, the Russia of the West. <laughs> I, I'm just assuming you can't. I'm, 
I'm just thinking how many people actually apply. You've got to get associate to apply in the first place. Yeah. My my based on numbers, and this is obviously just my thinking. I think you're going to struggle to get five people in every category, regardless. So it, pretty much, if you if you people. do apply and you haven't yet, if you do apply, I reckon you've got a pretty good chance of getting in. I'm not entirely yeah. sure we've got five people just... in each cage category that spell their own names on an application form, let alone get there and qualify and get <laughs> over there and race and everything. So. But you know, no matter how good they are, it's, it's still good to come as a strong team, as a as a big team. Yeah, I like the idea, I like the idea behind it. Get, yeah. it's good, but I just then don't apply. know. If, I, well, I'm not going. Yeah. Because it's in Russia? Or? Some of us have got busy lives, Becky. Well, I don't know if I can do it. I'm running a new degree. I don't know if I can do it. So going back to Elites, John Alban, he'll be in. Connor, I'm assuming, isn't racing. Ross, I'm assuming, isn't. Ross, uh, McDonald, I'm assuming, isn't. So that's those three out. Jason Bronick, he might go. Yeah, I think he's fast. He could be in there. Jason Burgess. Jason Burgess, yeah. Mm. And he might, he'll probably go age group. Yeah, because yeah, he might be more of a guarantee. Some people would do Elite. Um, James Burton. Who? James Burton. Great racer. He if he goes elite, but he should probably be in there. Would be to be, yeah. Um, Dan Corner won't go, so he's out. Um, Tom Twiddle. Tom, Tom Twiddle. Tom yeah. Twiddle. Sorry, that's not how you pronounce it. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tom. Tom should definitely be in there, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I can't think. Well, I can't even come up with four. Uh, can't come up with five names. Farmer. Oh, Leon. Yeah, Leon Farmer. Yeah, he did well at the last last lot of races. God, this is this is. The state of the sport. I can't even think of five elites that are still racing. Everyone's quit. You haven't mentioned any Spartan races. Well, that's because they're pointless wankers. And the race is nothing like the World Championship. No, I, I haven't named any Spartan races liberally because they're, they're totally different. Yeah. I love Spartan races, but I don't think... I'm mean, live podium a few times in Spartan races. It's all really, doesn't it? Well, had, that, this, is, Spartan. This, this is my point. This is my point. So if I can right. podium there, I, I don't think that necessarily puts you in the elite category. You're not. It's also not that risk. You know, great when there's only I mean, Tris- five people in the start line. Well, so I'd use Tristan as an example. Brilliant, but pretty much wins every. Unless Dan Corners racing wins every Spartan race he's entered, but when he's gone to the worlds, hasn't really done that well even at age group. So well, I think he's done that well because he doesn't have to finish the race. So between the three of us, can we come up with a fifth name for the elites men? So I can't think of four. Dasos, I'll give Dasos. Dasos should be in there. He's race. He's only about the toughest. So yeah, Dasos. Yeah, he, he's quite technical too. Yeah, there you go. Job done. Right, That's women. Nice. Well, that many. So we Nikki if she goes from Team Phoenix. This is going to be a long. Becky clearly, Phoenix. Yeah, really, because she just you know. Andrea in charge of the panel. Natasha and Federica. There you go. That's fine. Federica. Team Phoenix. Oh, I might be wrong. You know the women's, but I'll say they're certainly four of those. I think the women's is a lot more contentious. You know, there's quite a few people who are similar, but but good at different things. So it really does depend on the race scenario. But three band system. Yeah. So what's the three? Nikki would do well. What's the three band system? So, uh, you're going to do your race. Um, If you fail, you have one attempt at every obstacle. If you fail one, you lose a band. You have three bands, and then for every band that you lose, you have to do a uh, penalty loop, which is really really long, and then it's at the end of the race. So you'll do everything else, then you'll do these extra things at the end, which take ages, and then there'll still be a finish obstacle to make sure that the finish is exciting. Um, and then it's based on time. So everyone with a band left at least or um, will be in the same results. But if you fail four things, you're basically out of the results. You're, yeah. That's cool. I like that. I like the fact you can still yeah, finish. I think so too. Especially, you know, if it's raining or, some, you know, they haven't quite got the race results right. And it takes um, away this obsession with bands and the cues you get as a result of everyone and keeping a band. winning with eight hour times. Yeah, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. So I'm a big fan of that. And I think it needs it's to It's not a race otherwise. So I think yeah. that's good. I think that's a good idea. I agree. What do you think, Bernard? Well, if you can't do the obstacle, you should go home. 
Okay. Recently, I was doing some teaching in the lab with my students, and we were measuring grip strength, just hand grip strength, and the difference between males and females. Like, I don't, I'm not that weak at my grip strength, but I was getting nowhere near the weak guys' students. You know, there's there's no comparison. You know? Body weight to grip strength ratio is different. True. Also, and if you had me in that, lighter. if you had me in that study, it'd be a lot closer. Are you weak? <laughs> My grips are rubbish. <laughs> so if you if that was in that, I think I, I, you've got to be. I think you'll be more clear on your samples, you know, Becky. Come on. Okay, so it is difficult. Ooh, scientists. It's not a fair I, sample. You need people like it. me in it. This is true, but what I'm saying is, you know, based on the results from Euros and Worlds, there's not many women that can complete it, and so it's good that it's a race because the the band system helps that. Sure. Because you, know, you can't have the. The I, same I, race for men and women is going to be harder for women. And sometimes... Making it so easy so that no one can fail. I like it, yeah. And sometimes, as Bernard will attest, you, you have some things that you're just not tall enough to complete. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes you can't so run So James can take a penalty loop from those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I could, you know... If it's not a trampoline to get onto the bar in the first place, you can... No, I have had enough of your trampoline jokes, all right? That trampoline spring was broken. I should try and describe what you look like right now, James. He's lying down like he's on a chaise lounge. <laughs> Drinking like a berry drink. cider on a, on a cowhide. From a rather smug looking glass. With his polo shell. <laughs> Cheetos and his probably bro. Well, have you know I'm watching the cricket on my iPad so you can both just fuck off. You look like you watch <laughs> cricket. <laughs> so what's next in the agenda, Bernard? Uh, well, I don't know if we covered enough of Becky's fraudulent behaviours, but we've got Spartan Mudder after that. What do we think? Spartan Mudder. Basically, cool. this is the Becky show with two guests. Hey now, I don't know much about this and... Of the podcast, I've already covered it. But, yeah, but we should probably start. But basically, it. Spartan's going to continue to be competitive. Tough Mudder is not. Is that just in the financial market, or? <laughs> <laughs> so we know. Okay, we know what's happened. So Spartan basically bought out Tough Mudder. Yes. But they're keeping Tough Mudder. Germany and England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do we think about it? What's well, your view? You, you've done both. You're a bit of a Tough Mudder fiend. Well, I just, I just like Tough Mudder. Like the obstacles are bigger and more interesting and they change them more often and even though the race isn't super competitive like that's that's what's great about Spartan the people that turn up and the competitiveness and the prize money and everything and if that was in Tough Mudder it would be a better event um, but each of them are missing something I think so, so do you maybe think, this will be better do you think it would be better then if Spartan and Alleyon both literally shifted it around so Tough yeah, Mudder became competitive exactly. and Spartan became fun that's what I would prefer but that's probably because I'm not very good at lifting up heavy things Bernard, what do you think? Don't like spears, frankly. <laughs> we'll take a video of your attempt at a spear throw tomorrow. A little week back, but... Um... What about Spartan Twickenham? That went down well. Yeah, it did. Recently. got good feedback. And Nikki but... did amazing. She did. She won by miles. Hello tough and welcome. Well. Thanks tough... for joining us at the OCR Phoenix podcast. <laughs> the she won the race fair and she square. She did win fair and square. Well, was the drug testing? Then we don't know it was fair, do we? Look, she's run a lot of miles this year in secret. Of one. Nikki killed it, basically. Who won the men's race? Somebody that wasn't Jack. Jack thought he won because he won the first heat. The videos, Ooh, he's crossing the line, but then someone in the next wave went, went faster. I didn't even know that. Wow. He was faster. So who did win? Someone else I know. can't remember his name. But I did get good feedback, although you couldn't actually you couldn't go on the pitch. No, in some countries they let you go on the pitch, but in, in England you, you don't. But you were close to the pitch in some, in oh, some oh, events. Wonderful. I wonder if it smells no, pretty Some events, you're li- like, like German Men's Health Survival of the Fittest, you were literally just around the outside of the stadium. Yeah, but it was a more interesting stadium. Yeah, but you never saw it. Yeah, but they didn't, didn't advertise the it as a stadium race. Yeah. This is true, yeah. The feedback was brilliant. The pitches looked, pre-race looked a bit depressing, but the actual feedback was really good. I had a broken finger. You had a broken finger. <laughs> Becky would like to tell everyone about her broken finger. 
It wasn't that What's that song that goes cry baby? I'm pretty sure there should be some violins or something. (laughs) Smallest violin in the world. Yeah. So tell us what happened. It did actually look pretty nasty. I've seen some photos. So what happened with your broken pinky? Well, this is is Nuclear Challenge Cup, which is a race I love. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Me and Nikki in the lead. She's... We're doing great. Nikki together. won that as well, didn't she? She did. She won by miles. I came second. Has she been doing um, secret miles? Or? <laughs> she's strong and fast. But about a kilometre in, there's the dirty handbag carry. You know those those concrete blocks you have to pick up with the handles? Yeah. Um, so I carry them around the loop and I put them back down. And I really look at where I'm putting them back down. And basically, I catch my finger. I kind of crush it, but only briefly, and pull the nail off. And I start running again instantly. Just look at it and it's covered in mud. I'm like, mm, that doesn't really look right. Ouch. Carry on in the monkey bars all the obstacles I get to the bomb carry and it's really really painful like I'm bad at the bomb carry any day but when you have to kind of wedge a broken finger missing a fingernail underneath a really heavy bomb in the mud it's not that fun anyway race director James um, had a chat with me as I was doing one of the obstacles and he was like you okay I'm like ah, I don't think so so he drove on next to me and sprayed my finger with some water to clean it and gave me some tape out the window of the car and I wrapped it up and apt. That was in some DQ, right? Oh, no health. health out, and only outside helps allowed, yeah, I didn't realise ever So officially, you're now DNF'd so in the challenge cut. So we've got cheat. The tape didn't last long anyway. Oh, so now you've littered on the cut as well. <laughs> <laughs> so you've littered. You've taken outside help. I have help. a bag on. I bet you, I bet you Sean's on Sean's been DQ'd. Sean's been DQ'd. What the hell? <laughs> Anyway, me and me and Laura Roberts having a great battle back and forth, leapfrogging, um, keeping me going. Everybody got very cold. It was really cold. There was sideways rain and wind. I got very cold, only just with it really, but um, finished the race. Got it patched up by the medics, um, ended up going to minor injuries, and then I went to hospital eventually and it was fractured. But and I filmed it was broken. It, I mean, it I did know. look pretty gross. It's still, I mean, it's been, what, two months? Yeah, yeah exactly two months and I've got a third of a nail and it's still fractured boom hardcore um yeah braved it Christ me. Becky Rendell versus John Alwyn anyway I need to go on your rig because I'm feeling weak which is why you're both here right you've come this down we've got, we're, we're gonna go to some tra- we're gonna do some Devon some Devon training James apparently did th- three minutes on a treadmill and then he passed out I'm joking it wasn't fast I just recovered from I the flu leave me alone you wouldn't understand man flu is a real thing right Nick so what we got? What's next on the agenda? We need through. I feel like we covered Spartan. I don't know what neither of us. Well, we don't know. Us really I don't care. Really. Top man. Top and Spartan. I've actually changed locations. We've got Spartan Wales. Yes. And we got back exciting. to Pippenford Park. Very Ooh, good. The race distance are now standardised. So the super is now 10k, right? Wasn't always 10k. No, it's about 12, or it changed. It was one of those. Maybe around 12. Oh, I see. Yeah. We'll find out at the finish line. Um, so it's 5k, so 10k, and. I feel like we've covered. Everything except... Well, who won the awards? There were some awards. Right? Must have awards. Yeah, who won that? Tony Jarvis won Best Photographer. Agree. Good oh, job. He did nuts. a good job at Worlds. Best value went. Kudos to Nuclear and Rocket Race. Kudos. That's such a dick slap. Best swag, Spartan Race. Clearly no one from Munster went to Spartan Race. Well, 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 Bernard and, and, and Becky are, are talking about the awards, I'm going to get another bottle of wine. I think we should just have a quick pause so I... that I can go and empty myself off cider. <laughs> I've myself on site. You're right, I think you want this, <laughs> Have you broken the seal, Bernard? <laughs> We're going to quickly interrupt this podcast to go to a quick advert break. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, because we do release them relatively infrequently, then please do press subscribe and review it as well if you can. Uh, enjoy the tune, and we'll be back shortly. 
OCR disrupt with Nick Day and James Buckley. It might get a little controversial, yeah, it could get a little ugly. Keep it hella entertaining every single time. You can never hate this. Keep it authentic, just face it. This is way more than just racing. Yeah, yeah. A community that's bigger every year. Fastest growing mass participation sports in the world. You ain't down with OCR disrupt. You must be out your mind. Every time they keep it live, time to tune in and subscribe. Woo! That was our quick OCR Disrupt wrap. Hope you enjoyed it. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Right, back to the podcast. Am I correct that we just had a break? You walked in with a piece of Toblerone for Becky and a piece of Toblerone for you. Uh, no, I think what? you'll find I bought two pieces for me. <laughs> Becky wanted one, so I licked it. <laughs> and the <laughs> remainder of the bar is still on the side. What I do know is I'm the only one here without bloody Toblerone. <laughs> can't work in these conditions, Bernard. I can't do it. However, I have come back with some... An empty bottle of wine. It's now empty because I've poured it. But it is a bottle of Barefoot White Zifandel, which I think is quite apt for what we're doing. Moving forward. Oh, Barefoot. Moving forward. Can this podcast just have a sponsored bottle of wine every week? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I now have some Toblerone. Oh, look how high. I have a mouthful of Toblerone. So oh, I can barely talk. Still some meat under this cow. <laughs> <laughs> James Ruckley cannot handle one bottle of cider. <laughs> we're talking about today because they were obviously based Barefoot Running. Really good book, Born to Run by Christopher McDougall, which made me go out. Becky hasn't read it, seminal reading, so you should. But as soon as I read it, I went out and bought some Vibram Five Fingers, went running and pulled my cuff. And that was my story. Wow. And gave it up. That was quite a good story, actually, there. I'm really glad I... Has that happened up. before, Nick? Do people believe in this barefoot run? Well, obviously, Vibram Five Fingers are quite popular, and barefoot people that love barefoot running will, like, sell it forever. But... For example... Vibram USA, you may or may not know, Bernard, did you know this? Vibram got sued for making false scientific claims about the benefits of barefoot running and their shoes. And they had to pay refunds to all their clients because basically all the claims they'd made were allegedly, allegedly false and unsubstantiated claims. Have another drink, mate. Easy for you to say. There was a lawsuit that alleged the company made false and unsubstantiated claims. <laughs> I've had too much barefoot wine to say it. Made false and unsubstantiated claims about the health benefits of his glove-like footwear. And according, and I'm reading this clearly, to the court filings, Vibram settled to put the matter to rest and avoid any additional legal expenses. So, it's happened in March 2012. People still racing them, Barton races. You obviously know people because you've got this weird... She's doing this like... You can't see it, but her hand is floating in the air. Like, she's suggesting people she knows runs them. I don't know... Do you know who she's talking about? I don't know, If right? you listen to other podcasts... Yeah, no, oh, really? Yeah. I haven't listened to them, but if they've talked about it in this lawsuit... I she was a big fan. Tony Campbell. That's, <laughs> oh. That's true, actually. He yeah. did live in Vibram yeah. Five Fingers. That's so- <laughs> 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 That sums up their clientele pretty well. So they were sued by someone called Valerie Bezdek, who um, she alleged that the Vibram deceived consumers by advertising that the footwear could reduce foot injuries and strengthen foot muscles without basing those assertions on any scientific merit. So the gist of her claim is that Vibram illegally obtained an economic windfall from her because only by making false health claims that Vibram induced consumers to buy five finger shoes and pay more for them than they would have otherwise. So the settlement consisted of two kinds of relief. The first were refunds to its class members who submitted valid and completed claim forms and Vibram deposited $3.75 million into an escrow account and those funds were then distributed to every single person that complained. This isn't new news. This is like back in 2000, like 
2012 or 2009 or something interjection next time we're just going to read a website word for word can we just get Siri to do it (laughs) it's quicker and easier but irrelevant also Siri very rarely drunk (laughs) (laughs) but Siri you know sorry (laughs) I'm reading it because I mentioned this to Becky and she had no idea this happened which makes me think other listeners don't know it's happened. Maybe it's common knowledge. Maybe no one cares. <laughs> I was never stupid. I now use my five and, my Vibram five fingers as paddleboard shoes. <laughs> and they're very good. Uh, Are they? Oh. Well, don't make too many claims about them, will you? <laughs> <laughs> no, true. They are good they are good paddleboard oh. shoes. Expensive though. Are you, a, are you a good paddleboarder in a place to advertise such things? Or? I'm a terrible paddleboarder. Have to listen to his advice. <laughs> Just wear real shoes. But while I have a mouth of toe blown. <laughs> but you didn't bonk today on your long run. I didn't bonk. No. We did 30 kilometres today. Who did bonk, may I ask? Everyone else. Who was everyone else? What diets do they have? Oh, look at this. Becky's Whoa. leading the way. With unsubstantiated claims is basically what she's basing us on. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Lawsuit coming out way. <laughs> so what you're actually saying, Becky, is ba- while we're talking about unsubstantiated <laughs> claims... my words already. While we're talking about unsubstantiated claims, let's talk about veganism is what you're saying, right? Yeah, you've got now, words before we even hit the edit. What's this all about? <laughs> In our group, actually, it was me, James Byrne, Neil Adamson, and Dasos Gonella. That only one vegan. Yeah. One healthy, plant-orientated Well, Whoa, 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 whoa. One plant-orientated. None of this healthy lark. They're a vegan. And uh, one uh, faster, actually. He doesn't eat until midday. Who's that? Neil. Okay, I mean, I don't really... He does the... Um, is it intermittent 14? fasting? Yeah, 14 yeah, yeah. hours or something? Yeah, I don't know the benefits, okay. but it works for him. I very rarely eat breakfast or lunch, so I, I can't really... I mean, I kind of is your diet anything to recommend to anybody? Sorry, which one of us is 5% body fat? <laughs> so? It's like a run for me. I don't know what the benefits are of any of those different diets necessarily. I know that I ate a load of bread rolls, butter and biscuits and I didn't bonk today. Would they be John? Oh so, vegan John Alban yeah. versus... Are we, are we reversing versus carnivorous an album or omnivorous? Omnivorous. So, vegan Why John. Why we, we all agree? <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing carnivorous, we're doing omnivorous John. Yes. Versus meat, meat vegan and, John. Meat and vegetables. Versus... Ethical John versus unethical John. Mm. Just saying, hey, just hey. saying. Vegan is an, could often be an ethical choice, not just a, a fitness-based one. Yep. And for those that have ethical values, I think we should respect them. Not one for respect, really. <laughs> What are you can have. He says lying on a cow <laughs> Let me just let me just stroke the fur of this dead beast while he consider the vegan approach. Having only eaten a full English and pieces of chorizo today. You realise we've just lost at least two people from our listener base. I mean, honestly, if they're vegans, I don't want them as part of our listener base. Yesterday, I had a, a burger for lunch and a steak for dinner. <laughs> I've got a friend that's currently doing just a carnival diet, and he's just wrapping rump steak in bacon. <laughs> I think it'd be fun to make James defend the vegan John yes. just, just based on his uh, yes. his open views. Bring me, bitch. I spent 18 months as a vegetarian. Let's there you this. go. It's not the same, wow. is it? It's not exactly the same. You've got race categories, right? That's what you do every episode. Oh, we got this for a year, wow, I Becky actually it. listens. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> Am I the only one watching this podcast together? I'm not even a host. To be fair, you've been on 50% of our episodes, <laughs> yeah, so it's all right. True. Okay, so I'll be the chairman. <laughs> so what are our categories? We probably had um, obstacle ability, endurance, speed, um, um, power. Strength. I'm um, a vegan, I can't defend this. 
Right, okay. Seeing my arguments here off of the Game Changer documentary, which means they are probably all lies, <laughs> incorrect, and wildly extrapolated. I am the beautiful vegan. But One someone said them on the internet, and that means they're true. So, let's stick with this one. Alright, first category is Arnold Schwarzenegger once ate a vegan meal. So I'm, not sure that, I'm not sure that's true. They didn't even claim that in the documentary. No, no, no I haven't true. seen it. Too smart to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but someone told me that's what they said. In the documentary, he just claimed he didn't need to eat as many steaks and eggs as he did to get did the game. Did he a number, which he did not need? No, therefore no, he zero. Never said zero no, he never zero No, but I can assume he meant zero just as much as you can assume he didn't. True. Yeah. Okay, so... I am being specifically vague. <laughs> I love that phrase. So, Vegan okay. John, what is the first category? Okay. You get a chance to choose it. Strength. A strength. Strength is probably the most um, yeah. personal. Vegans, first of all, like you say, Popeye, lots of spinach. spinach. Second of all, they are anorexic and have low bone density, <laughs> light. low muscle mass, which makes them light. These people are light. They're like an owl, right? <laughs> <laughs> Owls are carnivorous. <laughs> I'll eat mice and rats and voles. You've just selected the one of the most carnivorous animals that exists. Not sure they eat anything but meat. (laughs) When it comes to strength and an obstacle, their body weight ratio, so much better than those people full of healthy, nutritious foods (laughs) with high-rich diets, essential amino acids, with balanced nutrition. You, balanced nutrition is far too heavy. But I bet you even drink water, don't you? Unbelievable. <laughs> what do you drink? Monster. <laughs> Monster. <laughs> well, I actually Red Bull, but, you know. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Strength, I've won. Based Still on, I don't really know what the argument is, based on power uh, to weight ratio. Power to weight ratio, yeah. I am, as a vegan, anorexic and <laughs> low bone density. I mean, it works in the cycling world. Exactly. Therefore... What, are you, you are agreeing that all cyclists are vegan? No, I'm saying power to weight. Just the shit ones. Is very yeah, that works in all sports. Doesn't have to be vegan to have a power well, to weight. Weight bearing sports, it works. No, yeah. but vegans have such poor diets that they are therefore <laughs> extra. <laughs> yeah, and in therefore this ratio. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know what to say because I feel like you've argued for like... us. As far as I'm aware, because he doesn't wear a t-shirt at every race that says "powered by veganism" and "powered by greens" and "powered by veg," that John isn't a vegan. And what he's ah, doing at the moment... I haven't seen him at meat in recent times, which means I can assume, just as much as you can assume he is not, <laughs> that he is a vegan. No, because you're missing Research the point. Pitch. Every single race ever has played in OCR... Beef jerky. You could... Beef jerky. <laughs> that was like... That was like carnivorous Tourette's. Pork scratchings. <laughs> Becky Star struggles with carnivorous Tourette's. Beef jerky! <laughs> Steak! <laughs> Bacon! <laughs> I love <that>. <laughs> <laughs> So throughout the rest of the debate, Becky's just going to shout out random meat phrases. Yeah. And I'm going to be offended by them, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, at the moment, I, I know he's not vegan because he doesn't wear a t-shirt that tells everyone he's vegan at every single race. So therefore... I have seen him CrossFit, though, and that puts him at least halfway there. No, that means he's, he's clearly on paleo. Crossfitters only right. do paleo. But paleo is based on your heritage, and we don't know that his heritage where he lived in that area during the time, the Paleolithic area, area, era, cider. Uh, well, he's either from the UK or diet. Norway, and both those countries ate a damn lot of meat back in the day. However, I'm going to judge it then. He will beat you just on the basis that he's not currently vegan and he wins everything. 
So why change? Yeah, why change a winning formula? Yeah, no, I do. It doesn't matter. A t-shirt. So, yeah, so tell me about. You know what? You know what? what? <laughs> you know what? As the vegan here, I'm gonna have to admit defeat, and vegans are weak. You win. Shame. <laughs> so tell me about um, in this documentary. Haven't there been some athletes that have won things? How many, how many athletes have? I'd imagine it's probably vegan. some anorexic kid what's, that's won at school play or something. No, there what's are. What's the ratio of vegans to non-vegans that win what, Olympic? Medals? In game changes, in they sports. only feature those that vegans that do win races and how many people is that well we've got I don't know I mean maybe five, five uh, how many names that you can remember they don't compare it to the thousands of non-vegans that also win I see <clears throat> so but James is arguing the vegan case so um oh shit yeah um <laughs> yeah, yeah, but legend, yeah but, but to also to clarify here that we are talking about numerous years of meat athletes of thousands whereas veganism is obviously a recent True. Diabolical trend, um, disease, <laughs> some would say. I've got too many ethics. I can't do this. Just clearly not in the right places. Obviously not, yeah, not, not enough ethics. I would argue that like, veganism is, is fully hey, right I'm and just for, for those that ju- follow it for ethical reasons. I'm going for the ethical justification yes. that does the best for the most humans. And dying of a broken femur in your 60s because you're too weak to stand up. That ain't ethically good. So, um, so, yeah, I lost. Anyway, moving so on. So you're saying humans are superior to animals? <clears throat> well, I mean, yeah, I've not been eaten by an animal yet. Because <laughs> of a giant ego. <laughs> I'm not sure that protects me from a tiger, but sure enough. <laughs> well, I, I, I think maybe one. we shouldn't have put James in charge. <laughs> maybe I should have taken that. Taken well, switching we can over switch. then. We can, we'll switch over. Okay, we'll switch let, over. We'll, I'll, I'll, I'll try and make it a little bit more... Balanced. more balanced I feel like the vegans okay. aren't being fairly represented here okay, and a lot of vegans do it for genuine ethical yeah, reasons very, which are fully fine justified and, and fair next category James is looking at me like I've just told him that he's about to die <laughs> well probably I had meat for breakfast have you ever eaten cat James? not yet so it was really random <laughs> beef jerky do you eat cat <laughs> trying to get to his more sensitive side I know he likes cats oh he likes cats we might be digging for a while would you eat cat is <laughs> the question not. Isn't it? why not endurance Carnivals. endurance John Album vegan versus endurance John Album omnivore and I, am I the omnivore now yeah, I, don't know. I think that's probably I'm fair sorry. that we should shift just to defend it. yourself and I'll pick you apart just go so I will use the uh, the very um, scientific experiment used on game changers that showed the amount of fat in the diet in a little test tube example, which mm. was based on pretty much zero science. But in that little snippet of biased information given, it did show that those that ate a vegetable burrito had no or very little fat floating around the blood. But those that had a meat burrito had loads of little fat things around the blood. And therefore, the vegan people are better. That was basically the argument. Yeah, we don't know what was made up in those burritos. They could have just put pure pork fat in one and just a lettuce leaf of disappointment in the other. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Point out that vegans are probably just so malnourished they can't even absorb fat. You know, you need cofactors for that and they probably don't have them. I think you two should debate this because you're the scientists. Not an interesting I'm the one. Factor, which means, traditionally speaking, I have to be against anything evidence-based. Want to be you? You have no idea. Continue, sorry, your your research study that didn't work he out. Himself. I think meat could, I don't know, if he's eating meat before his race, maybe it'll affect his endurance because it weighs heavy on his tummy and it's harder to digest. There you go, how's that? That sounds like a good sporting argument for your corner. <laughs> oh dear, um, look, yeah, no, moving on. 
You lost. I don't even, I'm not even going to try. Let's just briefly cover the other categories. Technical. <clears throat> Vegans are less evolved and therefore have smaller hands. Less evolved. We're the same age. <laughs> are we? <laughs> in in life. I meant mentally. <laughs> Arguably, they are less evolved. Yeah, they're backwards. Like, Tell me. Apes have like huge, huge bellies. Cows have four stomachs and they eat grass. Dogs well, that's grass exactly my sh- point. That's puke. why. They have four stomachs. So let's use cows as your example. Mm-hmm. They have four stomachs because they have to eat copious amounts of food and grass so why in order to cows? get the nutrients out of the grass because it only gives very few nutrients. Whereas if you have a more varied diet, as humans do, we've yeah. evolved. Okay. We don't need as much food yeah. because we can get the nutrients by having a more nutrient-dense diet. Yeah. And objectively, cows. there's quite a lot in common between a four-stomached cow and a vegan who have only four brain cells. <laughs> I just love it we're doing all of this while sat on a cowhide. <laughs> I really want some yoghurt. <laughs> um, I mean, who won that one? You didn't rebuttal, come on. No, I have to. I'll win this because a vegan argument. Easy. So we're on technical. Yes. Oh, okay. Two words as to why John be better as a vegan athlete on technical. Go Tim Sheaf. Oh, so parkour mean, champion, ninja so champion, parkour champion, vegan. parkour champion before anyone else did parkour. Yeah. And then became vegan. And vegan. And then he became vegan. And then? And then had to change back from being vegan to eating eggs. salmon and eggs because he got so ill. Since when is he not vegan? This, 2019. So she's always been vegan. He wears a t-shirt saying he's vegan. Oh my God, you missed this. How have I missed... I haven't, see, I haven't seen him for about two years, to be he fair. He got a lot of he really hate. Used to he used to spend more time reading the news and learning than just listening to podcasts, Pat. He got a lot of hate for going back to not being vegan. So how long has he not been vegan? Mm, long six enough. months? Yeah. Nine months? Fuck health. That's what they keep doing. Yeah. Oh, there you go. My two words of argument. Yeah. <laughs> he used to wear all the t-shirts. Yeah. That's a always brand. a sign. He a great example. Brand. He owned the brand. Ethics brand. What was it called? Ethics? Something like that. And they misspelled it, though. Of course, their four brain cells couldn't work over. That's where's the hoodie. That's where I started. Get it in there. V-gang. God. V-gang. Oh, I get it. That was a bit slow there. I just assumed they were all virgins. <laughs> so why did you stop being a vegan? Because he was unhealthy. He literally he broke down and he did an egg. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for some meat to it. Egg. <laughs> it's got an egg. It's not all about meat. <laughs> egg. Pork pie. I don't even like egg. <laughs> <laughs> Takes me ten minutes to a petty balloon. <laughs> I've got nothing. I'm done. Uh, right, so... Well, I, I actually thought I was going to win a technical argument there because I thought that was... A, I see, he's the only no. technically strong vegan... Well, well, he's not vegan, but I maybe, know. Maybe like, he's when really he won. won. Maybe when he won, he might have been vegan. So just to have I never actually won. Okay. Sorry. Okay, so to... Last offs- man standing. All right, I'm going to offset it then. I'm going to reverse engineer the argument. I didn't know about Tim Sheaf. With but hindsight. I do know a meat eater who did... The opposite in terms of how well Tim Sheaf did at Ninja Warrior. Is it me? <clears throat> Andrew French. Oh no. <laughs> who is a meat eater. Is there video evidence? On what was the show? Hey, look. look Beastmaster. Look, look, look. Failed miserably and he eats meat. There is a spectrum here, right? <laughs> Andrew's definitely on it. <laughs> now, that spectrum at one end is someone that has clearly eaten too much meat. <laughs> It's meat head. Yes, it's a meat head. So, I don't... You can't guarantee that John won't eat too much meat while before a technical race and end up doing an Andrew French. I think I could probably guarantee that John won't do an Andrew French. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I win, I, like I, think I win a point for the vegans here. <laughs> what about 
Yeah. I love Andrew French, by the way. He's put it out there. He's a lovely guy, but his his, right his failure is epic. Yeah, brilliant, of course, but. Like, what do we have for dinner tonight? <laughs> Just to make it clear, Becky's asked what's for dinner tonight. She hasn't shouted out meat, but she has already had dinner tonight. She has, yeah. <laughs> I was saying, what did we have for dinner? You cooked, cooked a vegan meal, even though I did. I did. Who didn't eat any of the vegan meal? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I did cook, and it was actually quite a tasty vegan. Yeah, it was delicious. Thank that you. That was very that's what. See, I was. I'm a considerate, considerate. vegan sympathizer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've become prime minister, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> you sympathizers <Please> do. <laughs> um, I think we got off track. What was what were we talking about? So basically, I'm going to give the vegans a point for technical. What? Okay. Well, okay, fine. You can have a point. It's two one to me. All right. Okay. Two what one. else is in the categories? Oh, well, you're choosing them. Speed, strength. We've done those. Yeah, we've done. Endurance, technical. What about was there some kind of racing mindset thing? Mountain. He runs a lot of mountains, and mountain it's, goats are you cannot vegetarian. Say, you cannot say, and that, you could that, argue that, that John not vegan, and you cannot say that. I'm pretty sure goats don't eat ads. eggs or milk either. They might, well, they might drink meal, but they won't unless they can are yeah, offered it. Yeah. Unless the they are influenced by Western cultures of people giving them foods that they're not naturally theirs. A bit like BSE, which was caused and the, the crisis was caused by feeding cows cows. So, Ooh, like, yeah, that's nasty. You know, unless we influence it, typically a goat's not going to get access to milk. So, I'm going to assume that they are vegetarian unless given foods that they'll just eat because goats will literally eat clothes, they'll eat anything. Mad cow disease. It is a progressive neurological disease that affects a cow's nervous system. There's no known treatment and the disease is fatal. How do cows get infected? A cow gets infected with the disease if they eat diseased feed, which has abnormal proteins called prions, found in brains, spinal cords, and other parts. These prions cause the degeneration in the brain, giving it a spongy-like appearance. And John's a bit like a mountain goat. Mountain lion. Mountain lion. You don't have a fucking mountain lion wants to eat. <laughs> you know, lions spend most of their life like you know, just fanning around, lazing around in the sun. It's a dream. <laughs> a mountain goat is known for... My mountain lion eats your mountain goat. Fuck off, son. <laughs> I mean, that is also true. But only if you can catch my mountain goat. <laughs> I think you probably can. <laughs> I think John is like a mountain goat and therefore goats are ah, the last person pretty much John on a mountain race was Killian Hollett and he is not a vegan. How do you know? Because he's well known not a vegan. And therefore, the only person to beat John in a sky race, kill it over as far as I'm aware. Dates and statistics I quote are definitely made up and out of date. Um, <laughs> John has been beaten by a meat eater. And we don't know if that was the meat John or the vegan John. I was about to say the Venus John. The vegan John. <laughs> Basically the same. And then, so there we go. Talk to me about then, you know, mountain, mountain climbing John. What if it's cold or really hot? Well, that's thermoregulation with these two diets. Oh, well, PhD in thermoregulation. No, fair enough. If it's if it's really cold, though, well, not your, about thermoregulation. But my point is that the, the, the I feel like your brittle bones would fracture. I think John would have access to more fuel on his route up the mountain no, if no, he had a pure no, diet. Because oh. my person can still eat vegetables. This is true. But he, but would, he can also eat a cow if he gets hungry. But he wouldn't he go up the... Body ma- fat. Maybe it'll last and, longer. And you know what? I can skin Some it, lover. I can get inside it, and I can keep warm inside the dead cow. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, so... Brown fat, that's the answer. No, go. Well, we have a scientist in the room, Becky. Dr. Becky Rendell. I think you yeah. should have your... Always known as Dr. Obnoxious or Dr. Minesweeper steals bottles of hard drug Prosecco. With, with, with meat-based Tourette's. 
the waiter gave it to me. <laughs> Which say? way would you swing the argument? Is it vegan John or is it omnivorous John? In, t- in total, taking everything into consideration. Based on our, our scientific based, sensible <laughs> based arguments. Uh, based on all of the arguments presented today, I think the main contributing factor is that um, omnivorous John can eat both plant-based and meats, and that seems seems useful. Cutting something out of your diet. You ever seen a happy vegan? <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I think we need to make this short section quite short. Why does that anyone? I think you know we should also consider this time of the year and remember that baby Jesus himself was actually a meat eater. How do you know? Virgin Mary? I think you can be a virgin and eat meat. <laughs> I don't think well, she's considerably more likely that you are a vegan. If you <laughs> yeah. That's an argument I hadn't considered. <laughs> Someone impregnated me. I do CrossFit and I'm a vegan. We just got drinking. I'm glad you, if you're still with us on this OCR Disrupt podcast. <laughs> well done. You've got some staying power. The good news is, all the vegans are already asleep, so... Uh... Yeah. They've had the high minutes with their weakness. <laughs> they went to bed early. We did, uh, we did put out a request for Robin to defend veganism, but um, he seems to have fallen asleep. <laughs> well, is there anything we need to say? I think, well, I think we need to say that following a plant-based diet is not a bad thing, but plant-based diet can avoid, can include meat. And disclaimer. That's my disclaimer. Yeah, each to their own. Each to their own. Eat what makes you happy. Yeah. If that's ethically okay, that's cool. Um, I... I think that if you're of the opinion that you should only eat a vegan diet, natural selection would suggest we probably don't need you anyway. Carry on. <laughs> Me and Nick are being nice. <laughs> um, is there anything else? But they can't that? kill you. It'd be against them. So you're <laughs> safe. Well, that and they're too feeble. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what can, what's less threatening than a vegan mob? I don't know. They can't hurt you, right? Goes against everything they believe in. They can't even attack you with plants or what what anything. They're just like Hit you with the rhubarb Come at you, mate, you get a carrot peeler, you'll be alright. With their words. The rain is pouring down, we're sat on a cowhide, it's what time? It's late. The glasses is are late. Has it gone ten? It's half ten. Half past ten at night. Apparently we'll do some training tomorrow. Alright, I think we're done. By the time I get this out, Becky would have failed all of her New Year's resolutions. Thank you very much for listening then, I guess. If you did listen all this way. You're still here? It's over. Go home. You've been listening to the OCR Disrupt podcast. If you want to join the conversation, check out the OCR Disrupt Facebook group and get involved in the debate. Till next time. Bye.